Hello guys, welcome to the podcast. It is so nice to have you here. Thank you so incredibly much for joining me. So I am definitely dropping a surprise podcast episode on y'all. I know the people from my Instagram are probably shocked because I had promised a podcast episode where we talk about side chicks, the other woman and how we can heal from them and how we can heal from the guy who enables it. And I think I'm gonna record that and take notes on that after this podcast episode. But I'm so excited to talk about this one. The ideas and the thoughts are so fresh in my head. So I just want to go ahead and get this podcast episode out. Please make sure that you guys are leaving reviews on both my Apple and my Spotify, whatever platform you're on. Please, please, please leave reviews. I have over like 6,000 downloads and my reviews on my Apple is only like 20 something. And then my Spotify is like, 59 60 in between there so please be making sure you guys are leaving your reviews when you are tuning into this podcast matter of fact just go ahead and leave your review as you are listening also to a little quick update i have opened up the slots for my coaching so i said in my last podcast only have it for the weekend but now i have it available for all week so monday tuesday wednesday all week i'm available for the free 30 minute intro so please go ahead and book your free 30-minute intro calls. I had some client calls last week and I have one this week and I'm just so incredibly excited to meet you guys. I'm so, so happy to be in this period of my life where I am mentoring and leading. It seems so surreal like <laughs> the girl I was months ago I know I keep saying that y'all probably like oh my god here she go with her her months ago speech <laughs> but no like I was sometimes I sit back I'm like wow like and I'm only just getting started like this is only the beginning I still have so much I want to put out for you guys so much I want to get started on so please be go ahead and you know booking your 30 minute intro call if you feel called to me I deeply deeply believe when it comes down to picking coaches and picking mentors you choose those who you feel called to and I love this new generation where there are more women who are becoming coaches and mentors because it allows a variety of options and it allows this opportunity to choose people right that you want to mentor you is no longer the days where you were assigned somebody and you know you kind of had to just deal with that is now you have so many options to choose from and so if you feel called to my work please 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 go ahead and book I know that when it comes down to coaching and choosing coaches a lot of people fall into the thing I'm gonna choose this person because they have a lot of followers they were a popular they got this in this life that's not what it's about it's about choosing those who you feel aligned with so yeah I also want to mention thank you guys for everything you all you guys always know every time I come on this podcast I gotta thank you guys honestly from the bottom of my heart to yours I love y'all so 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 deeply I see the messages everything like I just I love y'all like I y'all like my babies like I love y'all so I don't want to make a long intro let's just go ahead and let's drop into this episode go ahead light your candle drink your tea light your incense burn some sage and let's just go ahead and get to this episode
I find that a lot of women are not enjoying their celibate journey, their healing journey. A lot of women are miserable. They're not having fun and they are just not feeling it. And I'm I'm seeing like this call for help from a lot of women when it comes down to their healing journey and their celibate journey. A lot of women are just like, this is not fun. I'm not enjoying this. And this podcast episode, it was inspired by this TikTok I saw where the caption went, when I have to heal, and he's probably in five other relationships. And I'm not quoting it word from word, but it was, you know, basically, that's basically what it said. And it made me think, and I was like, you know, I've been thought about this, like a lot of women, they go into these healing journeys, right, quotation marks, but these healing journeys aren't actually healing journeys, they're just journeys of self-blame and perfectionism. That's how I was saying, it sent me to thinking like, "Mm, why is it always women that feel like they have to be the ones to go heal, quotation marks? after a relationship ends and why is it always the guy that you know supposedly moves on so fast and I realized these healing journeys are so miserable for women and a lot of these healing journeys and these celibate journeys right quotation mark they're not fun and women are not enjoying them because it's the motive behind it right these healing journeys are of self-blame It's journeys of perfectionism. And these journeys are a way that women, you know, I can just fix myself, right? It's my fault the relationship ended. So I need to go on this journey where I just fix myself. I need to, you know, go and, you know, be hermit for a while. And I just need to, you know, fix this, fix that, heal this, heal that. I need to go heal. Meanwhile, he's off doing his thing. And what I want women to understand is it's a matter of perspective when we're talking. When it comes down to these healing journeys, instead of making it about self-blame, and making it about, oh, I need to fix, I need to be perfect. You need to go on your healing journey because you deeply feel like it is in your lifetime to experience all of life's pleasures. And that is what the healing journey is all about. It's not about trying to be perfect. I'm not perfect. I'm on my healing journey. I think that I've come a long way. However, I am the furthest thing from perfect it's not about perfectionism but about reaching a level where you have a deep security within yourself and you are able to experience life pleasures at its fullest and everybody healing journey is so 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 different the reason why um we consistently see men moving on fast quotation marks and the women having to go heal is because men are not the ones self-blaming after a relationship end who's the one self-blaming it's women it's women going into these holes and being like oh my god it was me i need to do this i need to do that i need to go fix and meanwhile the guy is able to go live his life do his thing because he's not saying ten thousand affirmations a day he's not buying twenty thousand journals off of amazon he's not doing that he's not doing that because he just sees it as oh the relationship ended okay just didn't work we move on whereas it's the women that are ruminating over a relationship that ended and I think that there needs to be a change in perspective with women and I definitely do feel that the biggest lie that women have 
ever been told is it's us who have to go and heal right and this person in my comments they made a beautiful point and she has said i think also too you know women are a lot more shamed when they move on fast right like women when you see a woman like Lori harvey for example she's a perfect example oh my god you see her she moves on you know she goes and get her new man she's not really stressing it or you know that's us to the public that's how we see i don't know how she is in private but to the public that's her persona and all of a sudden, it's this uproar. Oh, my God. She's this. She's that. She has no emotions. How dare she? Whereas guys do the same exact thing every single day. But guess who gets the heat for it? It's women. So I feel like it's also part of the good girl act. I spent it more into my Righteous Anger podcast. But it's a part of this good girl act where women force themselves into this quotation mark healing. And the reason the reason why I'm saying quotation marks because this healing isn't even healing. Self-blaming, journey to perfectionism. These are the things that are keeping you stuck. It is making your journey miserable when instead your reasoning should not be because of your ex centering your healing journey around your ex is not going to make your healing journey enjoyable is not going to make your healing journey fun and a lot of women they center their healing journeys around their ex right i have to look good i have to be better so you know if he comes around again um i'm better than i was before or i need to have this global i need to give me a new hairstyle and they center again their journeys around men and i have a podcast about decentering men literally you have to decenter them because your healing journey is not for them your healing journey is for you it is because you know you have a deep calling in your spirit that it is your right and it is your calling to be initiated into the finest things life has to offer not because you're trying to be perfect not because you want quick fixes you want to fix yourself because the truth is you're not going to achieve any of these things right and I think that too, a lot of people don't know what accountability is. And what I mean by that is instead of self-blaming that women do, we don't understand that that is not accountability. Accountability is not blame. Me saying, hey, take accountability is not me saying, oh, we're going to blame you for this, right? And the reason why I say this is because when it comes down to relationship ending, of course you take accountability. And a part of the journey is taking accountability. Accountability sounds like, okay, I could have done, you know, better here. So let me improve here. Let me do some work right here. It leaves room for improvement. However, with self-blame does it makes you feel like there's no room for improvement so in these healing journeys these women think that oh i'm just taking accountability i'm just trying to make sure that, that this doesn't happen again but you're not taking accountability you're in this toxic cycle of self-blame and your healing journey is not coming from a genuine place it's not coming from a place of deep love and reverence for me for yourself it's coming from a trauma it's coming from abandonment wounds it's coming from codependence and this is why you're not growing in your healing journey this is why you feel stuck in your healing journey you feel like you're not moving you feel you feel like okay i'm going around 
around and around and around in circles. Why? Why is this not fun? It is because your healing journey is coming from wounds. It's coming from wounds. And also, too, it's important that women understand healing is so different for everybody. So even when deciding I need, like, you know, after the relationship end, it's beautiful to go heal. I encourage healing, but my encouragement of healing sounds more like you are genuinely doing it for yourself. You're not doing it for him. You're not doing it for him. You're doing it for you. So even when you go on your healing journey, you have to understand your healing journey is not going to look like mine's. Your healing journey is not going to look like hers. And I think that the reason why another reason is why women are you know, miserable and not having fun in their journeys is because they, they're placing too many rigid rules and they're placing too many strict rules on their journey. They're restricting themselves. They are making their journey miserable because they're not leaving space to you know just be liberated your journey is supposed to feel liberating your journey is supposed to feel good a lot of women i'm gonna go ahead and say i'm i have notes right here if you hear page attorney yes i have notes i'm gonna go ahead and say it there's a lot of women in celibacy who are not called to be celibate and let me explain I, it is strongly my opinion, not everybody is called to celibacy, at least in this moment in time. There's a lot of women who see other women on social media, or there's, they see women like me, or any woman who advocates for celibacy, and they're like, okay, maybe this is for me too. And then they try to do everything that I do, and they think that, okay, it's going to work for me because it worked for her. And that's not the case. Because the truth is your healing journey is so deeply sacred and it's so personalized. It is so custom made for you. My healing journey is custom made for me. So my healing journey is not going to look like her healing journey or his healing journey or her healing journey. Maybe you were not initiated into celibacy and that's okay. And so you have a lot of women who are forcing themselves into these journeys and they're not initiating into them they're not called into it and this is why they're so miserable like i'm not liking it i'm not having fun it's because you are not called yet you cannot force yourself into this and even for the women who are called into them right you're placing so many strict rules in yourself and you're being so rigid with yourself and i remember i remember on on like when i first started my journey in womanhood and after my breakup, I remember there being like this this small period of time, like this small this period of my life where I just self blame and I called it healing. And this healing journey I went on was like a perfectionism journey. It was like it's my fault, it's my fault, and I need to fix this. I need to fix that. Oh, it's just me. I just have this codependence issue. I need to fix. I need to fix. I need to fix. And the journey was so draining. It made me feel anything but happy. It didn't make me feel full. It didn't make me feel good because I was acting from wounds and I was centering my healing journey around my ex, right? Oh no, I can just, you know, if I do this better, I do that better. Maybe he'll come back if I 
change my hair, maybe buy, wear different clothes, he'll come back. And my journey became centered around him. And it was just miserable. It wasn't fun. It was not fun. And then I remember in that period of my life, I was forcing myself into journeys simply because I saw other people in them. And I realized my journey is going to be so different from her. And also me centering my journey around my ex is not going to help anybody. It's not going to help anybody. And I was sad because I was like, he's moving on. He's moving on fast. But here I am, here I am having to heal. But the healing that I was talking about was not actual healing because actual healing makes you liberated. It makes you feel good. It makes you feel joyful. The healing that I was talking about, that I was, I was complaining about in that sentence was self-blaming, perfectionism, self-criticism. It was, it was the healing that made me feel awful. I was competing with my ex. I was in like this competition Oh, he wants to go, you know, do this and do that, da, 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 do this and that, da, 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 do. <laughs> I just thought it was so bad, y'all. <laughs> then I'm going to go heal. I'm going to go on this healing journey. I'm going to show him what. And guess what that healing journey was? Miserable. Because it was not for me. It wasn't genuine. And so a lot of women are in healing journeys that are not genuine. And so if you if you're wondering, like, God, damn. This healing journey is just so, oh, like, I just don't like this. Check the motive. Check the motive. Is it genuine? Is it genuine? And swinging back to my point about journeys that are, you know, so different and custom made for, you know, different people. What I mean by that is. It took me having to like, like actually personally work with women and talk to different women. So I realized, number one, not everybody is caught to celibacy. And also, too, healing comes in so many different forms. Like healing is so not linear. And what I mean by that is, for example, my healing in this period of my life, I knew that after the relationship ended, I knew that my healing would come in the form of celibacy. I need a deep period of where I'm just in extensively focused on myself. I'm really, really honing in my own energy. I'm cultivating my own energy. However, healing for somebody else may be I want to have sex. I want to experience the world and I want to explore my sexuality more deeper. I want this. That's my form of healing, right? And somebody else's form of healing may be after which end end. I want to go date. Like I want to see, I want to explore my options. A woman who is newly divorced, her healing journey may not be celibacy. It may be buying a one-way trip to Paris and then after Paris going to, you know, What's a, what's a place? Africa and traveling the entire world. That's her healing journey. And so healing journeys come in, to, in so many different forms. And there's no rules to it. And I, tell, I made a tweet about this. I said in celibacy, there's no rules. And I had to learn that. And I think that's what that, that's why I'm enjoying my celibacy so much. Because I get that question a lot. Like, how can I enjoy my celibacy? And I tell them all the time, stop placing so many rules on it, right? And I made a tweet. I was just like, you know, yes, I am celibate right now. But who knows? I may wake up tomorrow with the deepest soul desire to go bounce on some dick. 
So it's like your healing journey is, is there's no rules. Your celibacy may look so much more different from mine. And when it comes down to healing journeys about cultivating your own energy, don't cultivate my energy. Don't cultivate her energy. Cultivate your energy. Don't cultivate your ex energy. Cultivate your energy. That is personal for you. That is yours. And I think that when women start, you know, going into this perspective, I think that this is when we're going to see a lot of women enjoy their journeys. And I think to a celibacy, a lot of people are enjoying celibacy because they're making it all about um, just not having sex. Like, I'm just not having sex at celibacy and it sucks, right? Like, you don't like celibacy because that's, that's your whole idea. Oh, I'm just not having sex. When celibacy is so much deeper than that. And I may oppose my social media and I was just like it took me having to actually be celibate because when I was you know before and I was sexually active I was scared of the idea of celibacy I was like I could never imagine myself going a day without dick like no <laughs> like like oh my god oh no Jesus no because the narrative that was being thrown around about celibacy was um not having sex, no masturbation. It was like this very strict, rigid narrative. So I was scared. And so it was It was until I actually went to celibacy to I said, okay, let me sit down with myself and let me, let me cultivate my own energy. Let me make up my own rules to this. And that's when the journey became so fun and so liberating. For example, in the relationship, because my, a lot of money was, you know, going towards, you know, I want to say gifts, but like during my relationship period, I was like a lot more frivolous in spending. But like after I got out of the relationship, I started to become more responsible financially and I became more um, mature within my finances. And I remember like when I was in a relationship, I wanted to travel with him, but it was like we were both like still trying to build financially. So it was just not going to work out the way that I planned it to work out right in that moment in time. It just was not the right time. And and I really want to travel. I knew like it, I always want to travel the world. And so in celibacy, it was just a few, a month ago when I actually bought a plane ticket to a place that I always wanted to go. So it's stuff like that that makes celibacy enjoyable. Travel, buy sex toys. I'm a huge advocate for self-pleasuring and cultivating your own sexuality within your celibate journey. I had bought a sex toy, another one, just two weeks ago on Valentine's Day, probably a week ago, two weeks ago, I don't I don't know. But I was with my friends that night and we just went to a sex store and we had bought um a sex a sex toy and I've been using it like ever since guys. It's like amazing like a vibrator and I know I know that's really controversial controversy. Ah, what's the word? <laughs> controversial and the whole realm of sex toys and sexuality because a lot of people say stuff like oh vibrators are just a quick fix it doesn't you know help you to relax in your body you need to slow down but honestly personally for me i love a good vibrator see so you see how stuff like that i'm cultivating my own energy like okay that may not be for you you may like a, a toy that does not zzz, but i do I like that. <laughs> I like that. So I'm going to get that for myself. And so 
I encourage that. I encourage buying up toys, stock up on them, goddammit. Buy 50 of them. Literally, get the rose, get the plug, get everything. And cultivate your own sexuality. I encourage within celibacy, go out there and date. I made a tweet and I was saying, you know, in celibacy, I think it's very important that women go out there and date and allow themselves to receive and allow themselves to kind of test out the new tools they built within celibacy. I encourage that. Go out there and date. But see, that may not be for all women. For me, I'm not dating right now. I have been thinking about it. There's a guy who did ask me out and I am thinking about going on a date with him, but I'm not like too sure it's kind of like eh, eh. i said I let him know sometime in march i may go i don't know you know they say the love finds you when you least expect it <laughs> so i may go i don't know yeah i'll let y'all let y'all know the details but yeah like it's different for every single woman so to bring this into conclusion your healing journey your celibate journey is not going to look like mine it's not going to look like hers or hers or hers it's about fully just cultivating your own energy. It's about like using that time to really be a mother to yourself, really being that best friend, really just being in tune with yourself. It's about like, it's, it's, it's fun. This chapter is all about you. It is all about you. Whatever you want to do, do it. This chapter is all about you. That's the funnest thing ever. Like this chapter is literally yours personally. It is your time to rewrite the stories, to rewrite the narrative, to go back and and change the um things that you wanted to change. This is all about you. And I think that especially on social media, right? We see this thing where a lot of women are making their healing journeys like Pilates and expensive facials. And it's like, and don't get me wrong, some women may find this very helpful in their journey. But there's also women who complain like, this is too much. Like, God damn, this is not fun. Like, oh, like you know, like this is draining, this is financially draining. And it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be financially draining. I am so, like me financially, I'm a very like, I have a good balance between spending and saving. If I want to spend, I'm going to spend. If I want to save, I'm going to save. And it comes down to me. I love the idea of having fun with no money required. Like me, my fun is going to a park and bringing a home cooked meal from my house like that's my fun my fun is going outside my backyard and painting so when it comes down to fun and you know your healing journey and really relaxing into your body that does not have to require a 500 dollar facial it doesn't it doesn't i think a lot of women they're making me these healing journeys about materialistic stuff and of course it should like you know like you know spend some of yourself splurge girl but Two, it shouldn't just be that. And I think that this is why a lot of people are not enjoying this wellness movement that's going on right now on social media where a lot of women, they're like Pilates and going to my spa, my, my weekly spa appointment that costs like $10,000 a, a week. And it's like a lot of women like, okay, I can't relate to this. Like, where where do I relate? 
Where do I relate? And I think it's time for women to understand that you don't have to spend not a dime on your your healing journey. Your healing journey does not require money. It doesn't require all these big bags and Birkin bags and stuff like that. Now, for me, I like spa appointments, but I don't book them like every single week, every single day. No, they be expensive, child. Like me... I book mine maybe like once a month, like I do once a month or maybe once every two months. That's me. That's where I am comfortable within my finances. So when it comes down to me, that's good for me. Like that makes me feel good. I don't have to do like a weekly a weekly spa appointment. So it's really about just knowing what works for you. Not what works for her. What works for her. What works for you. And once you begin to redefine your healing journey and redefine celibacy for yourself, you will find yourself in this period where you're like, okay, this is fun. I can relax in my body. My nervous system feels safe. Like, okay, like this is good. And then what happens is you get so enraptured by the richness in your life you don't even give a damn about your ex or who he's with or the five of the girls that he has moved on, moved on, you know, and got with. You don't even give a damn because your life is so fun and so joyful. And even on days when you are bored, right? Because I do see that a lot where women say this is boring. Like celibacy is boring. This healing journey is boring. When you get to a point where you are fully enjoying your healing journey, it comes to a point, this is what I learned, where you start to see medicine in your in your side, in your stillness. You see medicine in the boring parts of life. Life doesn't have to always be fun. Like, you know, not fun, but life doesn't always have to be, I can say that, life doesn't always have to be fun and, and you know, like this EDM party. It doesn't have to always be that. And I think that it was a long time for me to come to this place where I found so much peace and so much love within my boredom, right? If there's nothing going on in my life, I'm just in my room and I'm just bored. I actually find peace in that because there's a time in my life where I used to live in survival mode and there's a time in my life where being bored was cut off with, you know, a verbal fight with my mom or just not feeling safe. So now that I'm not in that place no more, when I actually sit in boredom and actually sit in the stillness, I feel grateful for it because there's time in my life where I did not have that stillness. I did not have that because I was consistently fighting and fighting and fighting. But now that boredom, it just reminds me of a lifetime in my life where I was not, where I don't have to fight anymore. Like, okay, I can actually sit in the stillness and relaxing it and relaxing it. So now my boredom, it's like, this, this is medicine. It's a reminder of the life that I once lived and the life that I have cultivated. Also, too, I think it's important that women understand their personal idea of fun. And I say this because it's a lot of women who get into these places where they they define fun by what their friend deem as fun or what they or what you know their mom deem as fun or what I deem as fun, and they don't know personally what their idea of fun is, right? And I had spent a long time of my life fully accepting my own idea of what I think is joy. And so, for example, my friend, her fun is going to a club, partying, and and just, you know, living it up. That's her idea of fun. However, my idea of fun is slowness. I like to 
go outside and pick flowers and make warm tea. And I love to go outside and feel the sun on my skin. That's my idea of fun. Does my idea of fun make her idea of fun less valid? No. No. We have to both honor our fun and we can both coexist. She's partier. She's she's the partier. She, she's the party friend. And I'm the slow friend. Like I'm the slowness friend. Like I love slow living. I love simple living. And because we both honor each other, we can coexist. I'm not looking at her like, oh, like, oh, girl, like you need change. I'm no, like, girl, do you, period. And so I say all that to say this. Your healing journey is not supposed to be hard. And even in the days when it is like heavy, because don't get me wrong, you will have your heavy days, you will have your sad days. But because you will fully enjoy your journey and you have come into a deep reverence for yourself in this journey and you have found safety within yourself in this journey, you know even how to deal with, how to deal with the heavy days. I have plenty of heavy days, but I'm but my nervous system feels so safe now to the point where even in the heavy times, the sad times, the angry times, I know how to navigate my way back to safety. Your healing journey is not supposed to feel miserable. Like, oh my God, when's it going to end? It's supposed to feel liberating. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be joyful. So when you do go into a relationship, right? You're so filled up. Your cup is like 102,000% because within your healing journey, you have cultivated every aspect of your energy, sexuality, your finances, your career. You cultivated your energy within your emotional health, your mental. You are so filled up. So now you come into a relationship. There's it's like, okay, the only thing, only thing that you can do is add on to this cup. You don't have, you're not filling it from the bottom to the top, you're just adding on to what already exists. But a lot of women are coming into relationships with, and even men, they're both coming into relationships from this, my cup is empty and I want you to fill it all the way up to the top. And it's not how it works. That's not how it works. So when he leaves, guess what? That cup now comes back empty. And then you go on the healing journey and you're making that cup you're not feeling it at all because now you're you're still centering around him and now you're miserable you you're miserable in a relationship you're miserable single you're just miserable and it's because your motives are not genuine right you should not be focused i'm gonna, I'm gonna say it's right i'm gonna say this because it adds it adds to what i'm talking about in your healing journey and this is how I know a lot of y'all are not really on these, like these healing, healing journeys, right? Why the hell do you know if he's with somebody else? This talk, this talk. Now, this is different. You were in high school or middle school. It's like, okay, girl, I have no, no, I have no, no option because I had to see him in the hallway. It's different. However, if you're a grown ass woman, you are out of school, out of school. You are not, you don't even have to face this dude. Why the hell do you know what's going on in his life? When it came down to me and I ended and I ended our friendship, I made it my purpose to mute his story, block his story. I knew like I knew that at that time 
I would not be able to handle it if I saw him with somebody else. So knowing that that was my trigger, right? Going back, navigating triggers, knowing that that was my trigger, it was my purpose to recognize that and to make actions aligned with my safety back to bringing my nervous system back to safety okay we're gonna block him i'll make sure if he gets with somebody i will know not a damn thing about it i will know not nothing about it because guess what i blocked him he's his story is muted so I know zero to none about his life. The less I know, the better. So when women say, oh, he's probably in five relationships. He literally got someone else. How you move on so fast? It's like, you shouldn't, that's not even your current. Like, you shouldn't even know this. Like, after you end it, you should have literally blocked all forms of communication to where you can't see anything was going on in his life. If this dude, I mean, is he a celebrity? No. <laughs> is this dude, um... What's celebrity name? Cause I don't really follow celebrities like that. What's a guy's celebrity name? Is this man Brad Pitt where you see him on a big screen? You see him, you know, everywhere, plastered around. You have no other choice but to see who he's dating? No. This dude is probably, you know, an average dude who works, you know, a normal day-to-day -day job. Like, you... Why... Why do you know what's going on in his life? <laughs> why? You should not know these things and also too one thing that helped me was understand that he's a sovereign individual so even if he is with somebody guess what he's allowed to do that and i am too because i am sovereign within myself he's allowed to make that decision for himself i am allowed to make, make that decision for myself if i want to get somebody i want to get with somebody else i can and if he feels like in this space in my life i want to be with somebody guess what he can and it's only hurting you because you know about it, but you don't even have to know about it. And it's hurting you too because you're not seeing him as a sovereign individual who is allowed to make these decisions. And so when... My stomach, y'all. My stomach growling. <laughs> you heard that. But yeah, like I just feel like there's a lot of women who are centering their journeys and it's like why and it's making it so toxic and so miserable and then women saying he has probably 10 other girls he had 10 other girlfriends he just moved on fast and i also want to say this where i almost i almost no i almost you know missed out on this and it comes down to a guy moving on fast i want people to understand this the reason why a guy moves on, you know, quotation marks fast is because he's stuck in a karmic cycle. And I also want to tell women this, not every guy is meant for initiation. Not every guy is meant to come into his fullest masculinity. It's not in every man's lifetime to answer that calling or to, you know, go to that path. Maybe in 10,000 other lifetimes, he will be initiated. He will answer the calling. But in this lifetime, it may not be his calling. His calling may not be to receive all life pleasures, to be with a good woman, to that may not be his life's calling. And if it is, he's not answering it. He is not going to answer it. And it's not up to women to make sure that he answers that. And what I see is a lot of women trying to initiate these men who are not ready and who do not want to be initiated. 
It's a lot of women who are trying to force initiation on men who don't want it. You cannot initiate a man who do not want you have made that clear through sex. You cannot initiate a man into wanting marriage by begging him. A man who truly wants initiation, he will come to his feminine yearning for it. He will deeply, deeply call it from her. Like, I want this. I want this just as bad as you want this. So initiate me into this. Bring me into this. But it's a lot of men, it's a lot of women who are trying to call these men to be husbands, to be fathers, to be good men. And it's like, that's just not there. They're not, they're not ready for that initiation. They're not ready for that calling. A lot of men are not prepared to go on these heal, these transformational healing journeys. And so what happens is they get with 10,000 women at a time because they're stuck in karmic cycles. So all of his relationships with women are going to fail because they're all karmics. And until that he answers that calling to go on a deep healing journey, he's going to continue to attract karmics and be a karmic to women. And by you self-blaming, that's not helping you at all because it's not your fault this man is not receiving his calling to go heal. And he's... And, and this woman mentioned this in the comments. She was just like, it's a lot of men who are lacking accountability and who will never take accountability. And it's a lot of women who are self-blaming themselves for that. And I love that. It's a lot of women who think it's their fault simply because this man just lacks accountability. That's not it. So he's going to run through 20,000 women. He's going to continue to attract women. He's going to, to continue to, you know, be in relationship from relationship, always breaking up, always breaking up because... He has not answered the calling to enter into his fullest masculinity and he may never will. And if he does, a lot of men that I see, they usually come around way later. Not trying to put none of y'all hopes down, but a lot of men that I have spoken to who are a lot older, who eventually came around, they're like 40, 50 something. Like they're like older so stop trying to force initiation on these men who are just not ready for the calling. Stop. Him getting with five different women, these are all karmic cycles. And even if he was, right, even if he was to find his soulmate in this lifetime, he would never be able to see it and fully do right by her because he's stuck in a karmic cycle because he refuses to heal himself. And so trying to beg this man to do right by you is not going to work. And you self-blaming on perfectionism journey to fix yourself and it's not you at all. It's killing your mental state. It's killing your spirit. It's just not doing you right. Especially when he's not even thinking that deep into it himself. He's not. He's not, which is why on quotation marks, he's moving on so fast. And he's not really moving on so fast. He's just stuck in karmic cycles. That's it. He may get it in 50,000 other lifetimes, but if he if he's not answering that calling, it's just not it for him in this lifetime. He'll come back and probably get it. And if he don't get in that lifetime, he'll come back. And if he don't, he'll, he'll just keep coming back. 
And it's not up to you to initiate this. Excuse me. It's not up to you to initiate him. You're draining yourself. But however, you know that it's in your lifetime to be initiated. It's in your lifetime to answer the calling. So you make that journey for you. That's how you make this journey liberating and full and fun. You know that deep in your soul, it is my calling. It may not be this man calling none of my business. But guess what? It's my calling. I know that I want to get it right in this this lifetime. I don't want to have to keep coming back here 50,000 50, times to get it right. I want to get it right now and here. I want to experience everything life has for me in this lifetime. If he wants to keep coming back, I'm going to let him. Whatever. But I'm not. I want to get married in this lifetime. I want to have children in this lifetime. I want to come to my fullest embodiment in this lifetime. So I'm going to start now. I'm going to make this healing journey about me. This is about me. I'm going to go travel. I'm going to go and do the meditations. I'm going to go find my authentic spirituality. I'm going to go connect with my ancestors. I'm going to go stay prayed up. I'm going to go do these things. That's what you do. And that's how you make your journey fun. That's how. This is why a lot of women, and this is exactly why a lot of women are are calling out for help at their journeys. Oh, this celibate journey is just miserable. I just want to have sex. Okay, go have it. Let, 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 let me put some nuance to that. <laughs> I don't want women to no, be like, oh, she, she telling us to go no, have sex with toxic men. Let me put some nuance to that. You want to have sex? Okay, you can cultivate your sexual energy. Go buy a toy. Go cultivate that. You see a man who you feel like deeply deserves your body? Hey, go. And this is if you know that deep down your soul, he deeply respects me. He deeply, deeply, deeply. Like, he, I know this man respects me. Hey, go do it. It's a lot of women who break celibacy. Oh, my God, I failed. I failed. I didn't do it right. I didn't feel bad. And like, why do you feel bad? This journey is not linear, babes. It's not. Things will happen. Things will happen. It's okay. And this is why these journeys are not fun because you're placing so many rules on them. When it's not supposed to be that, this journey is about your personal healing. It's about knowing who you deeply are, knowing who you were before the conditioning. It's about going back and restoring those lost places. What part of me have I abandoned for society, for him, for her? What part of that? What part of me have I abandoned? It's about going back and restoring that. It's going back for that girl that you've left, that they left. Check the motive behind your healing journey. Is it genuine? Is it because it's coming from your, your heart center? Or is it coming from an ego? Is it coming from your ego center? Is this journey egotistical? Is it just because you want to just, you know, get your ex back? You want to, you know, spite him? You want to spite her? You want to show everybody? Or, you know, you think you need to go heal because that's what society told you after a breakup. You need to go heal. Is it egotistical? And if it is, if you, you know, analyze and you say, okay, yeah, this is egotistical. You have your answer until why this journey is miserable. And maybe for some, it may be like, no, like this actually is a genuine journey. This is fun. I like this. I actually want to go on the journey. It's genuine. 
guess what? You're more likely enjoying your journey. You more likely love your journey compared to those who are egotistical, who are ego, who are ego centered. Check the motive and stop worrying about what your ex is freaking fucking doing. That is none of your damn business. And I know I have to, I kind of have to sound like that, that little, that, 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 that sister that kind of, you know, sits you down, like, girl, come here real quick. Come here real quick. Okay. Pop your hand. I'm popping your hand right now. Give me a hand. I'm going to pop it. Stop worrying about what he's doing. If he want to run through karmic cycles, you let him, but you don't do the same thing. You don't, you don't, you don't <laughs> let him do that. It's not in his lifetime to call to answer that calling and go in his, and go into this initiation. It's not his lifetime, at least right now. But guess what? It is yours. It is your calling. It is your moment. It is your time to go into this initiation. So you go in that initiation for yourself. For yourself. So I think I'm going to go ahead and leave it here. I think we are done. <laughs> Thank y'all so much for tuning in. Please leave reviews on my Apple and my Spotify. And yeah, make sure that you are booking your coaching. Go ahead and get your spots in before, you know, I get crowded with clients i love y'all so deeply i hope that you love this podcast episode and i want to mention this before i get off um this girl had asked she was like um what journal have you been using for your for your you know your period and it's called cycles journal it's a period tracking journal where basically it includes fertility tracking natural ways to prevent pregnancy different rituals you can do it's such a beautiful journey i'm gonna go ahead and put her website down there i love her company i love her brand it's so holistic it's so natural and she's so authentic and she genuinely cares about those who get to cycle journal she i even follow her instagram and she posts so many like informational stuff on there i love her entire thing but yes it's called cycles journal and it's very affordable love it definitely worth an investment i think all women should have a cycles journal even if you're not into spirituality you need to get yourself a cycles journal because it's just such a great way to have on you you know, if you, you something goes on within your day, you can just check it off in your cycles journal. And it's just a, it's a fun way of going back and being like, oh, on new moons, I'm realizing a pattern where I get headaches. So it's just it's a good little way. Right. Whereas on your on your phone or your tablet, it can become like really, really, really hard to keep up with it because you have to log in and you lose track because it's your phone and you're like, eh, whatever. However, when you're writing it down, it's just a great way to, you know, keep track of it. So, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and end it here. I love y'all so, so much. I'll see you guys in the next podcast episode.